What's up, kids? Happy Monday. Today, I have a special treat for you. We are going to be talking about positive discipline and patient parenting and all of those amazing things that you hear other people talk about. <laughs> Just kidding. No, for real. I am really digging in with Ashley Selling today around how to be more patient and confident as a mom, how to do this motherhood thing in a way that feels really good to us and how to really become more calm and confident in all of those crazy stressful parenting situations. And Ashley even goes through some live examples with me of stuff that I've been dealing with with my kiddos. Why are we talking about this today? Because scripture tells us that we are called to be teachers. We are called to lead, to shepherd, and to teach our children the way. And I don't believe that we can do that from a frustrated place, from a place of lack, from a place of really discomfort in the way that God is calling us to parent. And I know that it's hard. The times have changed. You know, what used to work in generations past, the, uh, you know, parenting by fear, that it really doesn't really land anymore. And I know if you guys are anything like me, you really struggle with how to get them to, to listen to you and to pay attention while creating a respectful home where everyone is treating each other with love and kindness. And that's what I want for my home, and I'm sure that's what you want for your home as well. And so Ashley really comes in today, and she just really blesses us with a lot of tangible, tactical stuff that we can implement into our motherhood right away, into our conversations with our kids. She does some great examples, and I know you guys are going to absolutely love her. She's so much fun. So uh, grab a notebook and pen, because this one is going to bless you big. Do you wanna get clear on your calling so you can start an online business? Do you find yourself looking up how to work from home, how to start a business, or ways to get more clients? <laughs> hey friend, welcome to the Stephanie Gas Show. You know God has a plan for you, yet you can't seem to get clarity on what it is. So you stay stuck, do nothing, or start random side hustles to make quick money. Wait for it, clarity is calling. Hey, I'm Steph, daughter of the king, wife, boy mom, and PJ all day enthusiast. After building success the world's way, I was still lost. I finally surrendered and God showed me how to build a business his way. Spoiler, your dreams pale in comparison to God's dreams for you. Imagine getting clear on your God-led calling, learning the steps to starting a sustainable online business, launching a podcast and monetizing using coaching or courses so that you can make impact and income. And maybe you're doing it all braless and flawless. <laughs> this is the podcast for you. Pop that LaCroix, fill up your iced coffee or grab your kombucha. Actually, you're probably going to need all three. It's time to grow, girl. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Okay, friend, do you want to get clear on your calling so you can start an online business God's way? I invite you to freeclarityworkshop.com. Learn how to get really super clear so that you can finally build a sustainable business. Or are you ready to, to launch that podcast? You have clarity. You're like, I know what I know what I know, Steph. I just don't know how to do the things. <laughs> you want to scale organically. You want to generate endless leads from behind a mic instead of in the DMs, scouring Facebook groups, 
trying to do all these hard, complicated things, trying to build reels and hop from platform to platform. And you're like, I just want to do this the easy way. I want to learn what you have done. I want to know how to build an organic business, Evergreen, using podcasting. I invite you to Podcast Pro University. All of my courses at stephaniegass.com slash courses. I invite you to come check those out. Um, You know, the best thing I ever did was say yes to God's purpose and call over my life and then be obedient in the way that he was asking me to build the business, which was to lay down the hustle, to get off of social media. Guys, I haven't been on Instagram in seven or eight months and it is the most freeing thing in the world I truly am able to run this business in 26 to 32 hours a week. And what God can do through your voice, through some strategy that you learn in Podcast Pro University and through all that clarity that you get in Clarify Your Calling when we build out the brand together, it really is limitless. And it's something that can create space and time for you to build a business around your family, to turn off and unplug on nights and weekends or whenever you want to, truly, and to still make impact and income, still make revenue from passive courses or a coaching business on a daily basis. It is truly unreal. So if you want to follow along my business model and make scaling something easy, head to stephaniegass.com slash courses. I'll meet you there. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. Well, yay. I talked a lot about you in the introduction, but what I'm so excited about is bringing someone on like totally different than what we normally do and talk about, like a completely different guest, but it's something that we are all truly dealing with is trying to run these businesses and raise these little kingdom kiddos, but you know, they're kids and it gets hard. So that's why we have you on today. So yay. Start yay. it off. Who are you and what do you do? Absolutely. I'm Ashley Selling. I'm a parenting coach and certified positive discipline educator. So I help moms and dads to really get clear on how they want to parent their family so that they can feel really proud of the way that they parent to raise healthy, balanced, successful children. And no matter the stage that we're in as parents, there's always something that changes. So the parenting that I teach and that I coach, it really applies for all ages of kids. And I think that's really important because at the root of parenting, kids don't come with a manual. So we need some plans or a strategy of how to help our kids be great, successful kids and then turn into successful adults. For sure. How did you become a parenting coach and a positive discipline coach? I'm so curious. (laughs) It actually, I, if you had asked me before I had kids, I I never would have thought I'd be here right now as a parenting coach but it originally started as I led mom groups for new moms. And I became really, really passionate about supporting moms and going through this journey after having kids, the fourth trimester, what I call it. And like I called my doctor more times after I had my baby than I did my entire pregnancy. (laughs) So I just felt there was this 
beautiful, great need for connection for moms and also just a safe place that they could, they could learn. And over time, as my kids got older, it turned into parenting. And I'll never forget, there was a, a distinct moment. My son was about two at the time, and he told me he hated me. And it just, ooh, man, that stung so bad. It hurt. And I just knew there needed to be a change in the way that I approached my parenting. So at that point, I really dove deep into parenting and expanded my new mom support group into parenting programs and then became educated as a positive discipline educator so that I can help moms in that formal capacity as well. That's, that's so hard. You know, when we see our kids almost like retaliate in this way of like using hateful language or anger and crying. Like even yesterday, um, my older son, my little son, so I've landed a miles and the older one is eight and a half and Landon is five and a half and Landon has a bear bear. And it's like basically his favorite thing ever, right? His little stuffed bear. Well, miles was going to punch bear bear. We walked in on this whole thing happening and, um, you know, I'm like, miles knows better than that. Right. And so my, you know, my husband, like, thankfully wasn't right there. Cause he'll be like, <laughs> and I was like, miles, <laughs> like that really hurts my heart that you were going to do that to bear bear. Um, I need you to go to your room and kind of think about what kind of choice that was. And I've taken a patient parenting course, but like, I'm not committed. And so I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. And, yeah. um, so he, he's like, oh, and he goes in his room and about 10 minutes later, he's like, mom, can I talk to you in Landon? And so we go in there and he's like, Landon, I'm really sorry that I did that to bear bear. And then Landon was like, and he's five and a half and he has a little tiny voice and he goes, I forgive you. And then they hug. And then I told Brad, I'm like, did you see that? Like, I didn't like when I talked to miles in this way and like, I always know when I, when I react that way, that it always works better then when we come at him, cause then he immediately elevates to our level. He immediately gets defensive and there's this battle in the house going on. And so like, we see the differences in parenting from this patient kind place, but why the heck is it so hard, Ashley? Like I've taken the course, you know, I'm sure that people have heard of positive and patient parenting. How come it doesn't stick? Like, why aren't we just do- choosing that on a daily basis? Yeah, that's such a great question because I think a lot of moms ask themselves that same question. Like, why why can't I get this? I know what I'm supposed to do, but then when it comes time to do it, it's like, ah, I can't because mm-hmm. I'm frustrated or I'm upset. Or, And the reason why is, and this also applies to children too, we are all triggered by something that is causing us to have a reaction to the things that our kids are doing. So for parents, moms specifically, what I like to call parenting triggers. And when our kids are acting out, our own personal parenting triggers are coming up. And if those parenting triggers aren't healed or haven't been taken a deep dive hasn't been looked at with those triggers, then of course we're still reacting in a way that we don't really want to because those triggers haven't been fully healed. So anytime we see our kids act out, especially if it's something that we may have done as a child that we never got away with, 
we're going we're gonna to react so much quicker and stronger to our own children behaving in that way because our inner child is saying, hey, we never got away with that when, when, we, were ki- when we were a kid, when I was a kid. Yep. How come my kids are doing this now? They're not going to get away with it either. So in a way, and I'll, I'll say this in a loving, sensitive sure. way, but in a way, when, when we react to our kids, it's, it's our own inner child having a tantrum because part of us wasn't healed from whatever happened in our own childhood. Yeah. Oh, wow. That goes deep real fast. I hope y'all ready yes. for this ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like when I think of myself, one of the things that immediately is triggering for me, and I know so many of the moms that are building these businesses is like, they just don't listen. Right. That's something that I'm hearing so many times or they aren't behaving. They're not listening. And I think there's lots of layers to that coming out across the board. But I know for me, like I got to look and I listened, like I got to look and I listened because I had fear around my dad as a disciplinarian. And so I'm like, oh, you listen immediately. Well, my kids don't have that. They're not afraid. Mm-hmm. And so they choose not to listen right away. And so then you go into this, okay, let me patient parent, which then takes so much time. And I'm trying to build this business and I'm focused on, you know, I have this one hour or whatever that might look like for the moms listening and they're not listening or they're not behaving or they're on this crazy tangent. I'm asking them to be quiet and just give me this one hour. And then you lose your mind and then you yell. Right. And it's like this constant cycle of this thing going on. Dissect that scenario, Ashley, tell us the parenting trigger. Why is that happening? And then like, what would you as this parenting coach and positive discipline coach tell a mom who's going through that over and over again, what, what can they do differently? Like give us some tacticals around this. Absolutely. So what's to dissect this a little bit here. It's, it's really helpful to understand the exact thought that a mom is having. So in your, in your example, if, if a mom has say an hour to work, right. And then during that hour, her kids are pestering her, bothering her, interrupting her sacred one hour that she really has to work. That's going to be really frustrating because the trigger that's coming up is inadequacy. I don't have enough time. And then when the kids aren't continuously listening, now it's like, I'm not a good enough parent. So this thought that comes up, it's, it's playing in multiple ways, not only with herself, but with her kids and her business as well. So, and then when this happens over and over again, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to lose my cool because you guys need to listen and you need to listen now. Right. So that's the thread where the mom is just quickly, okay, let's get this done. Because when I yell, they listen. Sure. So my best tip, tangible tip is to set your kids up for what to expect. If you have that one hour of time, ask your kids, what can you do while I'm working for one hour? This one hour is mom's time to work. What are some ideas of things that you can do while I'm working? And this can apply to even kids that are a little bit pre-verbal. So this, this question can be asked of teenagers, not that teenagers are necessarily coming and bugging mom at this point, but that's a question that can be asked at any age. So what are some things you can do while I'm working and really setting the boundary of from this time to this time, mom is going to be busy. 
So before that time comes, is there anything that you need from me before I go in my office and work? Like really setting up the boundary of what's to come and what the child can expect. I love that tip. Yes. Were you going to say something else? Yeah, go ahead. Just one more thing. If they do end up interrupting during that time, because I think that will still happen, especially if this is a new boundary that's coming up, um, saying, okay, son, we talked about this. What are, what are the things that you said that you could do while I'm working and really maintaining that boundary? Because oftentimes when a child isn't repeatedly listening, it's a boundary issue. It's not actually a listening issue. It's a boundary issue. So setting up effective boundaries and sticking with them will be the best thing for situations like that. That is so great. And you know, when I think about my own boys, um, in the past we had a lot more, and now of course they're a bit older now. So that also helps, right. As your kids get older and they're able to really conceptualize and understand the boundaries. But for us, it's like, okay, I'm taking 15 minutes and this is hopefully I don't have to work when they're here, but it's, you know, come on, that's going to be inevitable that sometimes you do. And so when I go into that, I have like 15 minutes and I do the big snack plate. And then that's when they do get their hour of tech time. Mm-hmm. And that's something they look forward to all day long. Right. Or, Hey, you get to have it a little early today. And they do a learning app during that time. And then making sure I, which is so fun. I'm glad to hear I'm doing some things right, Ashley. Cause I'm like, what else do you need? <laughs> Remember if my door shut, I'm in a meeting. Okay. And I'm going to need you to wait. If it's an emergency, you can come in. And, um, so I've set those like expectations and now we really don't have any, uh, any trouble anymore with this, but I do know a lot of moms in my group do. So this is so helpful. So what I heard you say to, for everyone taking notes is you are reacting from a trigger that has happened to you as a child, right? So we are reacting from, so maybe looking at that, right. Really digging into that, dissecting that. Why is this your true, truly your story? Do we really want to parent the way our parents did? Probably a lot of us are going to say no to that. Um, and then really thinking about how we can set our kids up for what to expect. And then I love that you said to empower the kids, empower mm-hmm. the kids to come up with their own plan. Like, what yes. do you want to do for an hour? Like, instead of you will do this or you won't come in. Well, now we've immediately created, set ourselves up for failure because everything we say, don't do it. They're going to do it. So empowering the kids. Yes. And then I love to maintain the boundary. That is so, so helpful. I love this. Um, let's do another example. If you're open to that. Absolutely. Okay. So let's say that we have a mom that is a work from home mom completely. So she's working from home and she is trying to juggle nap time kiddos working in the cracks of the day. Like, let's say her kids are not old enough to understand this boundary concept. Let's say that they're one and three and a half, which is like, that was probably the hardest time for me because before they're nursing and like, you can work while you're you know, sleeping baby. But then you get to this weird phase of like, I can't really truly understand you quite yet. And I can't literally give you hours of time, mom, you know, like I'm one Mm -hmm. and three. So what, what happens here? Cause this child is probably really demanding a lot of attention. Ashley, the mom is trying to work in tiny cracks, which means she's probably highly frustrated, pulled in all directions. Isn't really moving the needle in her business. Most likely, uh, cause she's Mm -hmm. in a season of motherhood. So what's happening in this household and what can this mom do 
maybe to stay grounded with pot. And, and I also want to dig into what the heck is positive discipline in a minute, but what can they do to stay in this like mindset of patient, kind parenting when your kiddos are younger? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I remember that season of my own motherhood being so challenging too. And I didn't always have all of these tools, right? So I think the best advice I could give for someone with younger kiddos, kids that aren't quite verbal yet in that age, right? Right. One in three, like, oh, so stressful yeah. is to set realistic expectations of yourself and know that rarely does anything in motherhood go according to plan. Yeah. And I get, I get, there might be listeners like, oh, rolling their eyes at that, but it's, it's true. Yeah. Knowing like I'm, I'm a total overachiever. I want to do all the things all the time. Right. And I have to reel myself in to realize, okay, but let's see how that's going to fit in with also spending quality time with my kids. Exactly. And not adding too many to do's to my list and focusing on like, what is it that I want to bring out today? How do I want to feel at the end of the day? And I hope this is helpful because I do remember that stage being really difficult. And if I could go back and tell myself one thing when my kids were that age, it would be go easy on yourself and set realistic expectations for yourself. And when the, when there are those cracks in the day, like choose, do I, do I want to work on my business right now? Yes, then let's run. If I don't truly, if I'm not 100% committed to working on my business at that moment, then I'm going to do something else that is going to serve me so that I can show up when my kids are awake from nap or when they're done with their tech time so that I can be the version of me that I want to be. I think I know self-care gets tossed around so much, but I, I truly believe that when we have full cups, then we can pour into our businesses into our families, into our faith with so much more love and hope. I'm going to get misty eyed here, but when, when we can show up full and taking care of ourselves, we're going to do so much better in all of the other areas. That's so true. And I am 100% behind you. And I'm constantly saying to these women, what do you want, you know, your life, your calendar, your schedule to look like. And one, one of my biggest regrets in that season of the newborn to three was not doing less in the business Mm -hmm. and knowing like, if I would have looked back and know where I was going to sit today, I'd have been like, you're fine. Like chill out, enjoy this very short, beautiful season and have, I love your realistic expectations of yourself and of your business. Right. And just, you know, really coming from this space of being present in the season that you're in. And knowing like you're not probably in a sprint in your business season when your kids are one and three and you're home with them working from home hundred percent. And that's gotta be okay. Right. Something has to give. And so what's going to give kids or your business? I hope you choose your business, you know? So that's really great. So talk to me a little bit about, I knew what patient parenting is and positive parenting, but maybe let's just spend a second and define that for them, Ashley. Like what absolutely does that even mean? And how do you make a complete 180 shift in the way that you've been raised, the way that you've been already and hopefully, and no shame in any of this, you guys, you know, we all 
find our way and it's never too late. Right. Ashley, I'm sure that you hear like, no, Oh no, I've been doing never, this ever. the whole time. Um, yeah. how do you actually make those changes and stick with them? So what is it? And then how do you make those changes and change what's really been ingrained in you? Absolutely. So I teach a little bit different of a parenting style. So at the root, I have found that, like I mentioned earlier, parenting triggers is one of the most important pieces to the the way that I teach positive parenting, because it all revolves around getting to the root and at, at the root of any person, there is an innate need to feel significant and belonging. And also like they're making a contribution. So positive parenting, like textbook definition would be more in the lines of taking the shame and blame out of parenting because what worked maybe when we were kids, it doesn't work today. And it also doesn't feel good. So having a positive approach to parenting, um, encouraging versus just praising. And I know that might open a can of worms right there, but there's, there's just the approach is more positive and encouraging in nature. So we're not, there's no spanking. Sure. I understand spanking happens and zero shame if you're in that cycle right now, but typically with positive parenting, there's no shame, no blame, no um, punishing like punitive punishment. So removing punitive punishment and replacing it with mistakes or opportunities to learn and how can we work together? There's a lot of partnership in this type of parenting, working with your child and teaching them how to think versus telling them what to think. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really great. I know I've probably, probably for a lot of parents listening who like, I was just brought up with like, you getting a spanking you know, you're getting a little flick in the head, like you're going to be in trouble. And there was a lot of fear that made me behave. And then that really manifested itself in a lot of different ways of rebellion, the older that I got and and that stuff. And, and then really looking at like, did that actually work? Like, yeah, sure. I maybe behaved and listened, but what other damage did that create? Right. In my life and in the things that I Mm -hmm. turned to during my teenage years and the type of people that I turn to. And then why, like looking at, mm-hmm. like, I love this, this work that really looks at your triggers because everything goes back right to who you were and how you were raised. And then yes. looking at my own boys, you know, we've gone through lots of different discipline trials and errors, you know, and like really looking at those seasons of things that did not work or that were like, felt like a bandaid, like, okay, it worked for a minute like a timeout or a spanking or something, but like this innate behavior actually didn't change versus Mm -hmm. when we have these more like rooted conversations, like you're talking about and Hey, let's talk about how we could have handled that differently. Or why do you think that that choice hurt someone else? And we made it bigger than themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot more patience on our part as parents, right. To like get down on their level and have these deep conversations with our kids and wonder, did it even work? But those are the ones where I actually see the change in my boys. Like those I totally are like, agree. Whoa. Like, you know, for miles to react the way with the bear last night, like that wasn't the first time we've talked about, you know, how did that make Landon feel? And did that make, you know, why would you do that? If that would hurt your brother's feelings and hurt his heart. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, his heart has a 180 versus miles. Don't do that. 
well, then he's going to do it tomorrow because it had no meaning to him. Absolutely. But this is just so, so good. So amazing. So I love that so much. Now we hear you like, oh my gosh, that sounds so great. Having these conversations with our kids and getting to the, tr- the root of my stuff, but putting it into actual practice, Ashley is so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. How does someone actually put this stuff into practice and how long does that take? And like, what does that even look like? I think someone will notice a really big shift in two weeks time of being consistent with their approach. And it's, it's like potty training in a way when we're ready to potty train our child or when our child is ready to use the potty, we're setting aside time in our calendar to potty trade. And when a mom is ready to implement this type of parenting, like approaching it almost as if you were approaching potty training and setting aside the time on the calendar for, you know, I mean, potty training takes time, right? And also this type of parenting is like a a different language. So knowing that and going in feeling, okay, we're going to, we're going to have some accidents along the way, just like we would with potty training. And it's okay. Like we're going to, we're just working towards a more effective way for our family. And every family is a little bit different. So something that works for your family or something that works for my family might not work for another family. And, and that's okay too, because every family has their own needs and their own, the, the children have their own emotional needs. So really fine tuning the approach based on the family's needs, I think is important as well. Um, I'm a big fan of books. I love parenting books. However, for anyone listening, like if a book doesn't work for you, it's okay because it's, it's not giving you direct feedback. So I just wanted to add that in case people are feeling like hopeless after reading a parenting book, a parenting book doesn't necessarily have all of the answers for one family. So I think, I think it's really common to turn to parenting books and things like that to, or TikTok videos to, to get parenting advice. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Someone told me that recently. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I hope that answers your question. I started to go oh, off on a little tangent here, but I um, loved it. Yeah. Like two weeks. And, and I think that really shows go slow to go fast, right? Make the time to be intentional because maybe that's where, you know, for us, for me, I, you know, I did this course and I like committed to this thing, but then I was kind of like, this is literally taking a lot of time and I just yes. didn't carve it out. And so there I was back to the same old parenting and then like sprinkling mm-hmm. it in. Like I, like I said, did a great job yesterday, but the day before, who knows, Ashley, like it's not consistent. Yes. And I, I, like you said, I, you know what to do and you know, you know how to handle something. But sometimes it's like, I have two minutes. And like you said, what's going to get the fastest results, slap a bandaid on a situation. And then it's just going to fester and bleed tomorrow. Like stop. Exactly. So exactly. That's, that's such, that's such a great point, Stephanie. The next thing that I think of going back to my own situation and probably a lot of the women listening, you know, how do you get your spouse on board? Because having my husband literally watching me be like, oh, let's sit down and have a conversation about why we shouldn't, you know, whatever, poke your brother till he's screaming bloody murder. Like what? And Brad's over here, like his eye is twitching, ready to lose his mind. Like, are you kidding me? You're just going to talk to them at like this very calm for 30 minutes. Like he can't stand it. Um, 
And he watched for a while. And then he was like, this is ridiculous. Like, how do you get your spouse to onboard with something that is maybe something that they just truly don't buy into? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this question and you might not like my answer, but I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Someone's spouse might not ever be on board with this type of parenting. And I see that holding a lot of moms back Mm. and it doesn't need to because the way that we parent as individuals to our children is what is going to form our relationship with them. Mm. So if a mom is on board with positive parenting, conscious parenting, mindful parenting, whatever they might call it, that's up to them so that they can build the type of relationship that they want with their kids because how their spouse parents, their children will affect the spouse's relationship with the children. So in the long term, like what type of relationship is it that a mom really wants to have with their kids And don't let your spouse hold you back from having that just because they're not on board with this type of parenting. That's good. That's a word, Um, folks. That is a word, (laughs) Ashley selling. And you know, what's interesting about that, Ashley, is like, this is the same as like in y'all's faith walk, right? Some of your spouses aren't where you are in your faith. And we say, you just show up and you focus on your relationship with God and then let God work through you to start to make those changes in your same thing here, which I think is magical. And I'm like, wow, I love that advice with everything. Yes. So I want to shift for the end of our conversation into this positive discipline. Cause I've never heard that phrase before, Ashley, I've never heard positive partnered with discipline. What (laughs) is that? And then give us examples. Yes. Okay. So positive discipline, there's so many terms that can be used and That really is just my official designation, positive discipline educator. Okay. Um, But positive discipline, again, we're looking at taking the shame and the blame out of parenting and how can we approach parenting in a way that inspires our children to make good choices Mm -hmm. based on their internal intrinsic desires and needs. So an external or, or kids are going to make choices based on external circumstances. So an external circumstance is like a, a child being spanked right. to not do, you know, X, Y, Z action again. Sure. And now the child is not going to do that, not because they're intrinsically motivated, but because they're externally motivated, they are afraid of being punished. Yeah. So positive discipline is all about teaching kids to be internally motivated, to make sure. good choices instead of the fear of being punished. And you know, what I love about that so much is it really, it's the difference of shepherding your kids, right? It's, it's the difference of shepherding your kids versus forcing fear into your children, which this is how, like in the Bible, it literally talks about, you know, show them the way and they will return to it. Like wherever that verse is. And if we're going to show our kids the way, you can't force people. We, and we know this, you can't force someone to change. You can't force someone to do anything that's, they're not going to rebel against in the future. Right. So you have to, I love this intrinsically teach them the way that they should go. We have to shepherd our children. And that begins with this internal, and that's a lot of probably conversation. That's a, a lot of also probably leading by example, right? How you lead your life, how you react to your spouse and to yourself Mm -hmm. and to your children. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so awesome. I love it so much. So if you had one last piece of advice, Ashley, for 
this working mom who's trying to build this incredible kingdom business and raising her littles. And let's, you know, regardless of their age, what would you have to say to, to pour some encouragement into them or to some wisdom about the journey of lovingly intrinsically leading their kiddos with this positive, patient, mindful parenting? I think my, my one short sentence would be, you can so do this. You can so do this. Even when it feels hard, I know that you can do this and parent in this way and still lead an amazing business because I've seen it time and time again. Just, just the other day, I had a client tell me, I didn't realize I could be this calm. And I'm like, I know, I know you didn't. And here you are. Aren't you so proud of yourself? And oh, so good. remembering who, who do I, who will future me be proud of? Mm. What, what actions can I take today that future me is going to be really proud of? Yeah. And you can do this. You can parent in this way. I just know if, if this is the desire you have, and this is how you want to parent, you can a hundred percent do it. It's so attainable. Well, you have poured so much wisdom. I have three pages of notes. I'm so excited to keep learning more from you. And um, yeah, it's just been a blessing to chat with you today. Ashley, where can everybody find you and connect with you? And you guys, I was telling Ashley that she needs to start a podcast. So (laughs) you guys agree with me come over in the Facebook group and tell Ashley that you agree that she needs a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's time. It's time. I'm going to take a look into what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, so people can find me. My website is ashleyselling.com and that's selling like you're selling a house, but one L mm-hmm. and I'm on Instagram. It's Ashley selling on Instagram. And, um, I also have a Facebook community group that I just pour as much I can, as I can into the group. It's called Calm Moms Parenting with Patience and Confidence. I'm so just honored that you spent this time with us, my friend, and thank you for blessing us today. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way, and that it's helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that has been praying for a breakthrough? I also would love it if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, it lights me up to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to our free community, stephgascommunity.com and head to stephaniegas.com to grab your free gifts. I have free workshops over there and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15, 13. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.